Hi everyone and welcome to Everyday Strong, helping you find your strong in the everyday. I'm Kate Wright and I'm here to help you navigate your health and fitness goals around mum life and show you that it really is possible. So thanks for joining me. This is episode number eight, Navigating Postnatal Weight Loss. So before we jump into all the uh, detail today, I'm going to cover my what is in your bag, what snack do you have today? It's just a feature I have on every podcast. Um, And today I've got a protein chocolate bar. So grenade um it's a grenade one and it's sort of caramel is my favorite one and it's just giving me that bit of a chocolate tea taste but it's not going to send me on that sort of sugar roller coaster that we're all so familiar with so it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and need a bit of chocolate a bit hungry and that is gonna that is uh helping me out today so um been trying through january to eat a little bit better in my snack choice so having my five a day as much as i can so a piece of fruit um and if not a piece of fruit then something protein based because I know they need the protein and it's just going to sustain me without um, looking for more and more sugar as we go through the afternoon or caffeine as it is. Cool. So getting into postnatal weight loss. So this is just a topic that came up uh, because I started my Stronger Mum group back at the beginning of the month. So this is my in-person small group and they are getting back into exercise having after having a baby. Um, and of course, you're kind of getting into wanting to feel like yourself again and um, looking to make changes. But of course, you've got the constant battle of kind of tiredness and um, day revolving around a little human. So it's, it is difficult to completely understand. And um, so I'm going to go through some tips and ideas and also a bit of my personal journey as well. So I completely understand postnatal weight loss. You want to kind of get back to feeling like yourselves again, kind of get back into those clothes that you wore pre-pregnancy, you're sick of wearing the pregnancy leggings um, and, you know, just want to feel a little bit better in yourself. But if the clothes don't quite fit yet, you know, that can be quite hard. Um, and it is, a you know, it is a case of kind of making some small changes to feel better. Um, but I completely relate. And so I want to be able to help as much as I can here. I think through um, pregnancy, your body obviously changes, but it's such a gradual change over the nine months. So yes, you're getting bigger, but it's, you know, you're not, it's not an overnight thing. Suddenly you've got a, a, a belly with, you know, a, a fully grown baby about to pop out. It is a real gradual process. So I feel like through pregnancy, the change is a lot easier to to get used to. And actually through pregnancy, um, you you are out of control of it, aren't you? So your body changes as it needs to, and you have very little control over over that. Um, and I, I mean, I remember thinking through one of my pregnancies, like looking down and looking at my ankles, thinking, "Oh my gosh, like when did they get so big? Like they were just sort of looking like an old lady's, you know, really swollen ankles." But I was just like, oh, "Okay, it's just another thing that's changed." Um, you feel like it's all part and parcel all these changes in pregnancy everything just kind of gets bigger doesn't it um but then postnatally and through birth obviously but birth is you know a day or two um but actually it can feel like an overnight change to your body can't it so one minute you you're heavily pregnant the next minute you're not but your body suddenly looks quite different um and then you're battling like the hormones through postnatal um postnatal period as well so feeling quite up and down and of course, you're getting used to a new baby. So I can completely understand, you know, suddenly you're kind of left with this body. You don't really recognize it. It's kind of come out of nowhere. Um, and then you've got a, a screaming little one to, to look after as well. But I would say, you know, it's a really important time to be compassionate with yourself and give yourself some credit of what you've been through, what your body's been through. And, you know, perspective as well, because you're pregnant for nine months. And so 
try, you know, if you're feeling that rush to kind of get back to how you felt, you know, it is going to take time and it's trying to sort of question, you know, what, what is the rush? Um, you know, it's nothing's going to happen overnight. And, you know, whether you, you don't really want to take any extreme approaches at this point either, you've got to be kind of kind to yourself. So I would say, you know, stay in your pregnancy clothes a little bit longer, maybe buy a new pair of leggings or buy a bigger pair of jeans. Um, enjoying kind of wearing the sort of baggier tops because they are comfier, aren't they? Rather than tight clothes. So just take your time and it, you know, it might mean just like buying a slightly bigger size pair of jeans than what you used to wear. But if you kind of get back into wearing jeans again, that's a, that's a thing, you know, do that for yourself, but don't beat yourself up that you can't fit back in your, in your jeans that you've got in your wardrobe. So last year I did a survey with mums and asked them about their relationship with the body after they had children. Um, and the results were, were quite interesting. So kind of just putting the question to you and, um, how do you feel your body's changed since becoming a mum? And has your relationship changed with your body since becoming a mum? So, you know, how do you currently feel about yourself? Some of the feedback that I got from from mums, I mean, it was a real mix. There was some obviously real positives, but there were some negatives as well. There was ones about being more uh, accepting and less critical about their body. Um, but there was also a focus on actually, you know, the empowerment with their body and kind of feeling, you know, um, I want to see what else it can do. Uh, you know, I'm very excited to kind of um, challenge myself a little bit more. And it wasn't necessarily focused purely on appearance. The middle ground was saying kind of they were proud of what they achieved and, and they were more forgiving for, you know, the imperfections that they probably saw before. Um, but they kind of accepted that level of change um, through pregnancy and postnatal. But they would like to improve on their strength and improve on that appearance. Unfortunately, one mum did say, um, I hate the way I look but I love what it's achieved. Um, I love what my body's given me, but I'm upset when I look in the mirror, which is really sad. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's great to have that acceptance. Uh, sorry, it's great to be able to feel that sense of achievement. Um, but it's then mirroring, you know, when you do look in the mirror, do you feel the same? And if you don't, it, it can be sad. And there's definitely things you can do to help. Uh, one mum said, yeah, she really wasn't happy when she looked in the mirror. She wanted to lose weight, tone up. So she feels like she's 100 now. and She's always so tired, um, but she wants to feel like, you know, she knows she needs to look after her body and feed it goodness. So I can de definitely relate to quite a lot of that, to be honest. Um, so I'm kind of six years postnatal now. But that, you know, initial period and up to about one year, it was like ups, ups and downs with how I felt about my body. Um, but yeah, it was just wearing, you know, jeans and long tops for a while um, and definitely not popping back into jeans anytime soon that kind of yeah didn't was was a long process to get, get back to feeling like myself again um yeah but basically just kind of accept nothing's going to be sorted overnight and it is a process to work through but it's a it's a good process to just kind of build that relationship back with your body and the good news after you have a baby you know you're back in control of the changes now like through pregnancy it was doing what it needed to do and you, you you know there's nothing you could kind of do to stop what it was going to do and you were kind of embracing it so postnatally you know now we're not having a baby internally anyway <laughs> um there's more we can do and we we are in control of those changes now so that is empowering that now the power was with us we can make changes and again it's not doing anything drastic it is the simple changes that will help Plus, whether you are hell bent on losing weight or, uh, you know, a bit more relaxed about it, 
generally when I speak to mums, they just kind of want to feel better and happier in themselves, more confident. Um, and like I say, the good news here is small steps make a big difference to you. So what is the best way to lose weight after having a baby? So the guidance from the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, the NICE guidelines, is not surprisingly, it's a healthy, balanced diet to support mums feeling good. Obviously, it's important around recovery from labour as well, um, and managing the physical and emotional demands of parenting as well. So important to have a good diet for internal kind of healing, mentally, how you're feeling, and also the physical demands of being a mum day to day and the energy you need for that. But I completely understand it's not easy for mums to do that. Sometimes, you know, we overlook our own needs, don't we, to care for our baby and what they need. We're always putting the baby first. You know, they're going to cry. We're going to do something for them. doesn't matter if we've not eaten for hours and we've not had a drink for, you know, overnight. We're absolutely parched. But, you know, we do put baby first, don't we? And that's tough. And that's but that's kind of how it is in the newborn stages. But there are definitely things you can do to help yourself. And like I said before, please do not be reeled into anything um, drastic, any plans that are going to guarantee results in six weeks, 12 weeks, you know, it's not going to be a process that um, is going to be compassionate to the situation you are in now. Um, and this, like, I'm going to go through some of the easier things for us to fit in around having um, a small baby as well. And just to say, if you are breastfeeding, you will need to have more calories. So the demand to produce the milk requires calories. Okay, but the good news about when you do breastfeed, there is, because you are using more calories, fat, fat oxidation does increase. So it can help a weight loss journey breastfeeding. And um, despite eating more calories, you're going to burn more calories as well because of the process of doing that. But that's why through breastfeeding, it's really, really important that you don't do anything drastic because if you do really drop your calories down, potentially your milk quality and supply will change. Um, and that's obviously then going to be affecting baby as well. Also, just want to point out around extreme exercise. So doing hit sessions or, you know, on the bike and really pushing yourself um, or hard running. OK, this is going to really deplete your energy very, very quickly. Um, and if you're not properly fueled and you're not properly recovered from the night before, you can risk injury and you set back with your recoveries as well. So um, please be kind to yourself. Nothing drastic, no extreme exercise, no extreme dieting. It really is that middle ground that we're looking for. I also think um, mindset is a key thing here as well. So changing your mindset a little bit in terms of it purely coming from a physical change that you want to see you know, come at it in terms of a care and respect place. So caring for what food you put inside your body because you want to nourish yourself, you want to sustain your energy. You know, that half a pack of biscuits that you have in the afternoon is not going to be doing that for you, nor is a half a glass, half a bottle, half a glass of wine, half a bottle of wine, that's not going to help you sleep, um, nor is sort of surviving on, you know, kids' leftovers or snack here and there and no proper meal. So it really does matter the energy in that you give your body. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the more sugary stuff we have, we know we're on that sugary roller coaster, then looking for the next thing and the next thing. It's not sustaining you. That's, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, I, I have um, like a protein bar, um, which is chocolate, really nice. Um, you know, I would choose it happily over a Mars bar. 
but it's just not it's not the same level of sugar as a Mars bar. So I'm not going to be then looking for more sugar in, you know, half an hour's time. So it's making those choices that are actually going to help you. Um, obviously, I'm not saying no to no biscuits or no wine or anything like that. It's fine in moderation. Um, and if you have a good balanced meal um, diet around it. You know, when you are really tired and struggling, you know, it's asking for, for help maybe from your partner or from family members. Um, so, you know, you're not constantly propping, you know, doing everything for you, for you, sorry, doing everything for a baby on yourself and propping yourself up with endless caffeine and sugar because that's not really going to solve the problem. Um, yes, it might just give you that boost of energy to get through that next feed, but, you know, it might really, really crash your energy levels and you, you're wanting to go to sleep whilst, you know, you're trying to get your baby to go to sleep. So, yeah, it's just making that tough decision sometimes and going, no, it's not going to be helpful for me. I'm going to have something else instead. I know quite a few clients, they're signed up to the likes of sort of Gusto and HelloFresh. Um, so they're sort of meal delivery companies and they can be really, really helpful providing you with um, easy meal solutions to have in the evening um, so that when you are tired, you've got a relatively easy meal to cook and prep. Um, you've got everything you need there and it's going to be less reliant on sort of takeaways um, and the food you are cooking is going to be homemade, fresh cooked, freshly cooked. Um, all the goodness and nutrition and you know even if you do that for a short time just to kind of get you over the hurdle of the first month or second month etc I'd also suggest you know if a family member offers to help in any way you know could they do you a batch cook of, of like a big chili or a, you know um, a stew or something so that could be more helpful than another baby grow for example um, so it's just kind of thinking a little bit out of the box like what could actually really help you um, versus having you know another baby grow that the baby doesn't currently fit into anyway at the moment. Also, I would say when you when you are in the kitchen, if you're making yourself a drink or something, could you quickly prep some fruit sticks, like chop them up um, and veg sticks, put them in the fridge when you do get a bit hungry or you have your yogurt pouches or baby bell or something like that, easy to hand. So if we've got to kind of make it easy for, for ourselves to make the better choice. And when we are tired or hungry, you know, we're not just going to be grabbing the thing that's, you know, go straight to the business biscuit cupboard and grab that we're actually going to go for the thing that's within arm's reach and if you've got like um, a little tub of cut up apple or a banana's hand you're more likely to have that rather than get up and walk all the way into the kitchen to go and find some cookies so try and make it easy for yourself as much as you can in terms of being able to make better food choices that's going to sustain you and also thinking about calories you know, there are a lot less calories in your, your fruit and your um, yogurts than it is like half packet of biscuits. So if you are concerned about weight loss, as this podcast is, you know, really just focusing on good nutrition, you're going to be eating a lot less calories than if you were sort of surviving off chocolate bars and um, biscuits and, you know, really milky coffees, etc. So just by eating better, you can reduce your body weight. And it's just a lot kind of way of doing it in terms of you giving the body nourishment that it does need um to help it to help the internal function and your energy levels but you know if you do want to lose body weight you will as as a as a byproduct of that because you're reducing your energy intake by eating smarter um another way would be just to kind of inc increase your um, energy expenditure so kind of moving more and so whether you set yourself a little daily or a weekly step target see it's a little bit of a competition like can i do like 7,000 steps today or can I do on average for the week can I hit um, I don't know 70,000 steps for the week and so you have some days are a bit higher some days are a little bit lower and just give yourself that focus of moving more um, and it, you know it's going to take the focus away from the number on the scales 
and it feels you know it's a bit like I say a bit of a challenge to yourself that is motivating to kind of like I need to get up and get out for a walk um and that can just be really helpful um if you're up to it at the um, at the stage you know workouts can be really helpful in terms of how you feel as well and start looking after your body in terms of um strengthening the muscles again moving your body more functionally adding in some dumbbells and weights and things um there is another podcast um I think it might be episode three or four that's about postnatal return to exercise so do listen to that if you need any advice in getting back to exercise but that sort of thing can just just help how you feel energy levels and you're obviously moving more so you're going to be burning more calories but I am also here to say you don't need to count calories for weight loss you don't need to be busting a gut at the gym four or five times a week and you don't need to be kind of killing it doing hip classes either okay the focus really does need to be on um, sustainable changes, daily, small daily habits that you can commit to. And if you're doing things and you feel like, gosh, I can't keep this going for another week, two weeks, then, it, you know, it's asking asking too much of yourself at the moment. I think it's about being realistic with your ass because you set yourself up for success. You feel a lot better, don't you? And you don't want to kind of feel like a failure, like, oh, I did it for a week and then fell off. So be realistic. Like I say, a, a step count that's realistic then once you're sort of hitting those those targets, then start to add in one workout, then add two workouts in. We build it up gradually. Um, and then same with the food choices. It's just making those changes gradually. It's not an overnight, you know, clean eating thing or, a, um, you know, counting calories, counting macros, because that's not realistic. And I think if you can, um, so like I say, making these small changes, if you can be consistent with these small changes, so give yourself you know, 30 days, so where are we now? We're end of Jan. So if you can think like the whole of February, I'm going to give myself a weekly steps target. I'm going to, you know, think about planning my meals on a Sunday with my partner. I'm going to sign up to HelloFresh or something. Or it's just going to be a case of like, I'm going to make sure I have a piece of fruit first before I have a biscuit. Or I'm going to have um, a yogurt instead of my usual sugary cereal um so it's just making this sort of smart swaps um i'm not saying cut things out but it's just about making better choices to help yourself like i say you know enjoy your chocolate enjoy your wine when you want to but it's not enjoying it too much that the calories are really adding up and it's not helping how you feel either also just something else to think about you know rather than rely on the go-to chocolate and wine to feel good what else makes you feel good you know, is it just spending a bit of time reading? Did you always used to read? Could you get back to reading something? Is it, you know, calling your mum and having, catching up with her? Or is it arranging a walk with a friend and catching up on the, with her? So, you know, try not to rely too much on chocolate or sorry, on too much on food and um, like caffeine or wine to make yourself feel good. Think about other things outside of that that helps helps how you feel, helps your mood, etc. cetera. Um, because again, you know, you they aren't cal they, they don't include calories do they when you're kind of calling your mom so i think just again thinking about it and go actually i do not need another biscuit i'm gonna have a walk and i'll call my mum whilst i'm out and about with my little one so nothing should be drastic and it's working for behavior change for the long term and we're not looking for a short-term quick fix i mean anyone can hit the gym consistently for a week or two but not many will keep it going because it's it's basically unsustainable and especially if you have a young family. So moving on. So I've got some top tips. And it's kind of a bit of a summary of what I've said, but top tips, kind of things to take away with you. So 
have a daily movement goal. So could that be a steps goal? Could it be a workout? Could it be a daily strong mum? And if you don't know what a daily strong mum is, do let me know. A lot of my clients do it. Three minute workout every day. And yeah, but give me a shout if you're not sure what that is. So a daily movement goal. Then a bit of a food plan. Could you spend some time, at, like say, at the weekend um, and help um, plan a few meals, things that you, you know, you're going to enjoy and you like, you're going to get some fruit and veg in that. Um, consistency of doing your best daily and something is always better than nothing. And also your best will look daily. Sorry, your best will look different every day. So that's a good kind of mindset thing. Another tip, just remember ch change isn't easy. Okay. So it's about the sacrifice in the moment. So saying no to the wine or saying um, no to the few chocolate, uh, sorry, the, the, the biscuits in the cupboard or, you know, somebody offering you a chocolate bar or whatever, saying no to that, but saying yes to your workout, saying yes to getting to bed a bit earlier, saying yes to the walk with a friend and keep the wheels turning in the right direction that you want to see progress and see it as every action you take is a vote for how you want your future self to be. So if you want fat loss and you want to improve your confidence in yourself, you know, it does take focus and it does take a daily focus as well. Not that one day when you hit a work, do a workout and then never happens again for another couple of weeks, just small daily focuses and daily challenges with yourself. Just that final tip, so I've been doing it through January, is using my notes app on my phone as a little bit of a tracker um, to tick off each day when I've kind of done my um, little focuses. So I'm focusing on a few things in January, one being five a day. So when I've done it uh, for the day, I tick it off on my phone. So it's just having that tracker with you all the time. It can be on your phone, it can be on the fridge. Um, I just want to leave you with a little bit of a quote, which seems to be how I, um, how I end podcasts based on last episode as well. So I heard it today. It says, so it's hard to feel bad about a body you take care of. And that really stuck with me because the more care and time invested into your body and how you feel, uh, yeah, more time invested in, in you and how you take care of yourself, you'll feel better about yourself. And it doesn't matter about the scale weight. Like if you feel better, does it really matter what you weigh? And by just taking care of yourself, you're probably thinking a bit more about your nutrition, as I said earlier, a little bit more how you move and how you manage your mental health. And so a side product from that can be a weight loss um, result, okay? So you may lose a few pounds because you are eating better or you're moving a bit more. So I'll say that quote again. It's hard to feel bad about a body you take care of. And I want you to really remember that because I think that's, you know, it's compassionate to yourself and it's important to remember that your body and you matter as well as your little one, but you need to take care of yourself too. So that's ends the podcast today and I hope that's been helpful um so main messages around nothing drastic taking care of yourself is, is absolutely key and you can do that in a number of ways and you basically trying to make it as easy as possible to do because when you are tired and um yeah if and if baby's not well and it's just a bit of a crazy day it is hard so that's when you're going to be relying on the easier things like a quick meal or a quick snack in the fridges to hand um that's what's going to matter and keep you on track to feeling better and feeling like yourself and you will get there and just be patient with the process because um like i say what what is the rush there is no deadline it's just an ongoing thing in terms of your fitness your strength your health is to be looked after for the rest of your life so i hope that was really helpful and if you have got any questions particular around this um in terms of your weight loss journey i'm happy to have them so please do message them over um, and um, yeah, I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks very much.